Hello, welcome to the Sapiens Insurance 360 podcast. I'm your host, Karen Warner, and I'm so excited that you're out there listening. This is where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues from across the insurance solutions and technology spectrum. Today, we have a very special guest, Jeffrey M. Snyder, with nearly 25 years of successfully leading teams in cutting-edge technology companies, Jeff is general manager of PNC at Gradient AI. He leverages his experience managing insurance programs and handling claims as a lawyer, in-house counsel, and risk manager to help Gradient AI grow its solution set to include all major property and casualty insurance lines. On today's program, we'll be discussing Bridging the Insurance Talent Gap with AI. And Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Karen. I'm sure that we can all agree that today's insurance industry is incredibly dynamic. The innovative technology that's coming out of startups and established firms these days is astounding. In-depth data analytics, advanced API infrastructure, and intuitive and seamless user experience, just to name a few. But a glaring downside is that the industry's headcount is on a serious decline. According to insurance industry consultancy, the Jacobson Group, the talent shortage is getting worse with the 10-year average unemployment rate in insurance only slightly above the current 2.5%. There are a variety of reasons for the tight insurance labor market, but the more immediate pressing question is what to do about it. One off-proposed solution has been AI, especially for such key areas as technology, claims, and underwriting, where the retirement of so many baby boomers has been driving a host of vacancies. So Jeff, to start us off, how does AI help insurers who are facing a shrinking workforce and challenge to find experience replacements? Uh, it's, it's a great question. <laughs> I think the answer is to uh, hang on to that institutional knowledge by mining it from the results that those people have achieved and using it to guide newer underwriters and adjusters. And AI allows you to do just that. Okay. So can you talk then about how AI captures critical institutional knowledge? Like, what does that mean and how does it work? Um, so if you think about it, we use an analogy that uh, it's a lot like the oil industry was a hundred and something years ago. They know there's a tremendous amount of value that they're sitting on, but it's just beneath the surface. And the trick is, how to access it. Um, and I think if you look at uh, the insurance industry uh, today, it's the same thing. And it's being brought to a head uh, as uh, trained industry professionals are uh, retiring and moving out of the industry. Uh, and it's a real challenge for the industry to find people to replace them and to train those people uh, if, they, uh, if they can find them. The way, uh, the, the way we tie that analogy back is uh, all that oil under the ground is all the experience uh, that those adjusters and underwriters have. And the question is, how do you tap that? The way you tap it is you look at everything that they've done, all the decisions that they've made, and what the outcomes that resulted from those decisions are. And you, uh, you glean from that what is likely to happen in, uh, in a similar situation next time. And so uh, by looking at 
those decisions, what, what was decided, what was done, and what happened, what the outcome was, and drawing a mathematical correlation between the two, we can make a very accurate prediction about what's going to happen when we see that same situation again. Um, actuarial tables uh, allow underwriters to make underwriting decisions, claims managers to make reserve decisions and ultimately settlement decisions um, in the aggregate, right? Actuarial tables have been around for uh, hundreds of years. And what they say is that if you have a large enough number of samples, uh, everything deviates to the mean and so uh, reverts to the mean. And so you know that on average, something like this is, uh, is going to result in the following. But the problem is no situation is average, right? Uh, the, the average is made up of things that are better than average, worse than average, riskier than average, less risky than average. But actuarial tables don't allow you to dig into that. Um, AI and specifically machine learning um, allows you to evaluate things at uh, the individual level. So uh, at, a, uh, at a very high level, the way it works is we, we train a model the same way an, an adjuster or an underwriter is trained. Um, we show it lots of inputs. Um, here's, a, here's a policy application. Here's what we knew about it at the time an application was being submitted. Um, and, and here's what happened, right? This is all historical, so we know what happens. And then we train the model to learn, and then we test the model uh, by showing it inputs it's never seen and asking it to predict the outcomes. And then we measure how well uh, it, it did, and that's what proves that the model can make those individual decisions. Yeah, it sounds so powerful. So, so talk to me about how the newer, less experienced and underwriters, uh, claims adjusters, how do they use it specifically? You know, it captures so much information. How do they access it and how do they apply it? Great questions. Um, in terms of, of how it's accessed, that really depends on, on the organization. And so the, the goal, I think, always when you're trying to do something like this decision support um, is to integrate it into uh, the decision-making process. And so they can access it in a very simple way, like a, a dashboard view, um, but it can also be implemented to drive rules-based decisions. So it may be that um, a particularly uh, risky application or an application that the, the AI determines to be particularly risky is automatically uh, directed to a very experienced uh, underwriter or uh, a claim that is determined to be very likely to be high cost is automatically um, directed to uh, an experienced adjuster. I think the, the idea is that it should um, function to supplement uh, or conceivably even replace the experienced adjuster who has moved on or the experienced underwriter who has moved on um, by providing kind of a virtual tap on the shoulder. You know, in the, in, in the old days, you know, if you talk to uh, experienced uh, professionals with, with 20 or 30 years uh, under their belts, they'll tell you that, that they received real life taps on the shoulders. 
uh, from the adjusters or the underwriters who were sitting at the desk next to them. You know, that, that experienced person would overhear a phone call and say, hey, you know, did you, uh, did you think about doing this? Or when I see that fact pattern, um, you know, I always, uh, I always uh, do this or that. So, you know, for an example, uh, if an expensive surgery has been scheduled, an adjuster may want to have an independent medical exam, an IME, to confirm the diagnosis before it's authorized. An experienced adjuster would know to do that, uh, but a new one might not. And with the power of AI, the new adjuster can be prompted to consider it. Over time, that person will learn to recognize those patterns uh, in the same way uh, they would have before. But now they can uh, sort of do it without a physical person uh, next to them, which, you know, in a virtual world is happening less and less. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, Does it take a lot of time for underwriters and adjusters, particularly the ones with more experience, to gain an understanding of and trust in AI? And, and, And what about other innovative technologies, such as predictive analytics? How do insurers help ease what may be, I guess, a pretty steep learning curve? Yeah, it's, it's not really as steep as it sounds. And, and the reason is that we're not looking to uh, replace industry professionals. Um, but we're looking to augment their capabilities. You know, we say we're, we're looking to give them power tools. You know, in, uh, uh, in the 19th century, uh, lumberjacks cut down trees with, with an ax. Um, that's all they had, so that's what they used. It worked, um, but when somebody came along with a chainsaw, and showed them how it worked, um, they were pretty quick to adopt it. And so it's really that kind of a process. And what we see is the experienced adjusters or underwriters are the ones who are asking for this the most. The ones at the most innovative companies um, recognize that this isn't, you know, some sort of magic. It's math. And it's, it's math that they've been trying to do all along. And again, at the aggregate level, they do very well. Um, but the ability to do that at the at the level of the individual risk is is really new. You know, AI it, it doesn't provide a crystal ball, right? We're we're never going to be able to let you see the future. What this is is essentially card counting on an industrial scale, and it allows an underwriter or an adjuster to see the most mathematically probable outcome, and to consider that in his or her decision making. It can also be used as a sanity check, you know, what we like to call an intelligent audit. You know, traditional audits are done by first identifying a representative sample of claims or policies, which when you think about it is is kind of a silly way to go about it because in a representative sample, there's nothing wrong with almost all of the things that you're looking at. So you're looking at a needle in a haystack, uh, looking for a needle in a haystack by taking a small piece of the haystack. You know, what, what AI allows you to do is instead say, okay, here's what, what your folks think. Here's what uh, the AI-driven model thinks. Let's take a look at where they agree and where they disagree. And where they disagree by the most is really where you should spend your time. I use an example often um, when I'm talking to people to, to illustrate this. Pick uh, uh, the hypothetical, you know, twenty-year industry veteran. Let's let's stick with uh, with underwriting. You know, how how many policy applications has she seen in her twenty-year career? Twenty thousand, let's say. How many of those does she remember? 
and I'll be charitable and I'll say 200. I say charitable because if you if you ask me to sit down and uh, you know describe 200 of anything, I, I might get the first 10 or 20, but I'm not going to remember much after that. So how many of the 20,000 policy applications that she seemed to she remember? Very, very few. And why does she remember those? More often than not, she remembers those because they're the outliers. They're the ones where, you know, what she expected to happen didn't happen. Maybe she got burned. And so as a result, you know, human underwriters carry and adjusters carry that bias uh, with them, whereas AI-driven models don't. They look at everything as just a mathematical probability. And so once people understand that, uh, it's, it's not threatening to them. It's not there to replace them. It's a power tool. And why wouldn't they use a power tool, particularly where we can show them that, you know, that mathematical probability, the thing that they, they now have to largely guess, you know, we can tell them with that much greater certainty. That's a great explanation. Jeffrey, you've made this really understandable and consumable. So thank you for unpacking such a timely and important topic. To everyone listening, Thank you so much for spending the time with us here today. We love hearing from you. So if you have comments or would like to follow us on social media, please reach out to us on our channels. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And thank you everyone for listening. We've got more coming, so be sure to tune in next time to Sapiens Insurance 360.